If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Here on Reality Check Radio, it's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Oh my goodness, I can't believe, last show of the year. And I could think of no one better to share it with than our favourite and most beautiful writer, Mary Hobbs. And she's kept us going with not just her insights and we've been able to learn from her, but also her beautiful writing, where when you're reading it, you feel as though you've sort of been touched. And her books and her photographs of the histories and the places of which she writes, they're magnificent. I can't recommend them highly enough. Merry Christmas, Mary. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Rodney. And you happen to be a living treasure for New oh, Zealand and the world. So. <laughs> we can have a mutual love club, can't we? <laughs> I we have all can. these. I have all these women now that I have on, and we all love each other so much. And um, <laughs> it's been this um, experience, hasn't it, that we've all been through, that has. Absolutely. Driven us away from hitherto trusted institutions. And sometimes we ourselves have been driven out. And then we've found these beautiful people. And we almost discover love, not in a romantic sense um, of man and a, a husband and a wife, but a, 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 a love of their bravery, their courage, who they are, and the fact that they understand you and listen to you. It's so true. It's absolutely true. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a closeness of the human spirit, I guess. And and we we often don't even have to talk because we already know. And it, it's you're part of the same tribe. In a, in, a, in a spiritual sense, really. And it's a closeness that is, um, I guess I, could, I would probably describe it as um, finding a lot of really special soulmates all yes. at the same time. I've made great friends with Kathy Jameson. She's the one that's looking at the adverse effects, and she rang me yesterday. And I found myself chatting to her like, she was my oldest, longest, bestest friend, and we've never met. And yet, Isn't that great? And 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 it's because we're on the same page, and she can say crazy stuff to me, and I can say, "Oh, you think so?" And she says, "Oh no, maybe that's not right." And then I can say crazy stuff, and there's no offence taken, there's no dancing around on the head of a pin, and it's the same oh. with you, and then. I find this with our listeners. Our listeners, I don't regard them as as listeners. I regard them as a community of which we've got the pleasure of linking up. And I can't wait till we develop the ability to sort of have a better back and forth with listeners because most of my interviewers, interviewees, I don't know, come from listeners. 
Isn't that amazing? It's all these yeah, interesting people that are listening to the show. Now, tell me, I know a little bit about writing, and I can write reasonably well, and I know a lot of people who are exceptional writers. I've never met anyone that finds it easy. That is to say, to write well is extremely hard work and takes a lot of time. Anyone can bash an article out. Anyone can write an opinion piece for the Herald, and you could literally write it in 15 minutes. But to write something beautifully, well-crafted, and providing information, that's an effort. That's what you do. You put a lot of effort into your articles. You don't, you don't, you can't deny it. They're wonderful. They're beautiful, beautifully written um, articles. And my question to begin with you, by the way, to follow um, Mary Hobbs, you go to the Daily Telegraph, which is the new um, online newspaper, really, which publishes all the stuff that the Herald never would. And the best, you you couldn't see anyone of your ability writing in the Herald nowadays, Mary, but why do you do it? Because I know that's a big effort that you put in. Well, <clears throat> I write to let people know the truth. And I feel that it's absolutely crucial that more and more of us speak up. And I write to remind people that it is they who have the power, not these unelected offshore cabals. There are very few of them, yet there are 7 billion of us on the planet. So it is those of us who have the power and who exercise it by speaking out. There is no need for violence, but there is a desperate, desperate need for people to speak up and to say no, no more. And also, what I try to do with my articles is remind them of who they truly are, Rodney. And that is mind, body and spirit. They're not just physical. There is that you know, that sort of magical, amazing, wonderful, spectacular essence of the human spirit. And that's what you're talking about being in communication with when you talk about your, um, for want of a better word, you've you found your tribe, you know. And mm. and it's just that um, that link up. It's a, it's, um, it transcends the physical. And that's what you see in the most magical moments of living. You know, the light in someone's eyes, the love between each other, whether it's friend or, you know, romantic, the kindness, generosity, courage, fortitude and strength. You know, you can have these amazing moments and, <clears throat> and you can have them every day. It's a and very, very narrow world absent a spiritual dimension. Totally. It would be soul-destroying, literally. Well, I was. I I mean, it's a really, yeah, it's a really important part of my article because it is exactly that that the World Economic Forum say, not me saying, but them through Schwab's henchman, Harari, that you can forget about the human spirit. That's gone. And then he waffles on about AI and machines and robots and how they're going to control everything. I mean... It's megalomania on steroids. But the human spirit hasn't gone. 
not while we still draw breath and we use it to speak out. And I know, we will. I know so. you're not talking about spirit necessarily in a Christian sense, but um, this year I have become a Christian, and, and previous to that, I just saw everything as obviously living, but simple, simply material. And I used right. to look at it with a wonder and a beauty, like a sunset or a um, human being or a fast animal or, or a dolphin. Or so. I used to think they were beautiful. But it was only when I realized there was a spirit that the true beauty became apparent to me. And I only came aware of the importance of the spirit because of the way we were being treated as animals. And I can't believe that I lived this sort of soulless life all my life until I was in my late 60s and realized that there is oh. a hu human spirit that is a spiritual dimension to us, a spiritual connection with each other. You see your children differently. You see your parents differently. You see your friends differently because, and you value them more because they're not just this inanimate, clever piece of machinery. Right. I mean, in Africa, they have this amazing greeting. Um, when 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 you meet someone, uh, you know, especially an um, just some there's an African phrase, and it translates to "I see you." Isn't that beautiful? Yes. I see you, and it's three words, and it's so powerful. And it's, so, um, it's not seeing you as a physical thing. It's seeing you as a person. See. Hmm. Seeing you, you know, sort of that essence of you, the very essence of you. And you see, everyone has that. Nature has it as well. And it, it's nobody can replicate that. Nobody can control that. It's. It's just you know, given what to us, you, really, by what, what do you make? God. What do you make of Elon Musk? I don't know of very much of Elon, except that um, he's got a lot of satellites. And um, he's into AI, and I don't know. I don't know. I he's a funny sort of he's a funny contradiction, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, um, weary. I suppose I'm weary. W a r y. Yeah, and he could be a savior in one sense, um, or he could be the biggest devil in the world, uh, masquerading as yeah. a savior. Um, yes, we don't know. And well, I guess what I was thinking about when you were speaking is he's a guy right into all of the stuff deep within it, deep, 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 you know, AI, as you say, satellites. Um, 
rock, rockets, cars. And yet I follow him on Twitter. And I just love his tweets because it seems to me he exemplifies the human spirit. That I would be so shocked if he wasn't as he appeared because it would be a brilliant, um, what's the word, um, con job. Because, you know, when he told the advertisers that they could all go away and he wouldn't be bothered, um, when he calls out leading politicians, when he calls out the WEF, when he calls out Bill Gates and the head of Disney for being too woke, that's the human spirit to me. And um, yes. and I do and worry. On the other hand, yeah, yeah. On the other hand, he's got electric cars, which I, I find a, um, yes. a very questionable product because yes. of the slave labour in Africa that's used to get the lithium yes. for the batteries and so forth. Yes. And and they blow up without warning. Yes. Well, um goodness knows it's it's uh, he is a fascinating he's a fascinating individual and you can't quite um I mean he's an amazing success and you sort of think also that level of success we've never seen before and a lot of that success comes via government work, you know, he's the largest mm. supplier to NASA and um, so you sort of think, how hooked in is he? It's a bit, it's all a bit weird. Tell me, uh, M Mary, when we're at this wash up of the year, it's a mm. year to reflect and to look forward. What has been your in your writing? Because we're talking about your beautiful mm. writing. What was what was your highlight in that this year? Oh, well. Just before we get to that, I'll just finish my list of why I write. And oh, that is, um, you know, no, that's right. I was just going to say about letting people know the truth. I, I, I felt it was my calling really to use whatever skills I do have um, to give people something to read that contains facts and references from professionals who have had the courage and have dared to speak out against the narrative and provide us with irrefutable evidence as to what we have been told over the past four years is like little more than fear-mongering, propaganda and outright lies. And in passing on those truths and speaking out, creating the space for readers of my articles to give them, help give them the courage to speak out as well. Uh, I mean, they may not write or do interviews or anything like that, but even if they just discuss the issues with family and friends and get them to do the same, then that can cover New Zealand very fast. And the other thing about my articles I like to do is um, approach approach whatever subject I'm writing about from a common sense view. For instance, does it add up? Does it make sense? And the last four years, the answer to that is a resounding no. I mean, just for example, on, on the experimental gene therapy injection if you if you step aside from that and say well look if you have food poisoning in a restaurant where customers become ill after eating there do you remain open and keep actively promoting the same food never you wouldn't be allowed to you'd be shut down in a nanosecond so why with well over 60,000 injured New Zealanders and many hundreds dead is this 
cocktail of unknown experimental ingredients still being promoted and pushed. Even if there was a vague question about it, why would it not be immediately withdrawn until after a genuine inquiry? Why would you keep killing and maiming people until you drifted into an inquiry after a Christmas where people were still getting this jab? What's the answer to that, Mary? What's that, sorry? I hear the question, what's the answer? Yeah. Why? Right. Why are we doing this? Why, 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 Why is this thing still carrying on? Well, they're not good intentioned, are they, if, if that is being allowed to occur? And even Pfizer has nine pages of tightly worded adverse events of this injection, and they were forced to release that by a high court judge in America. God bless them. <clears throat> and that can be found on the nzdsos.com site. And here in New Zealand, here in New Zealand, sorry, and here in New Zealand, there are hundreds of thousands of people involved in this, mm. knowing what's going on. School teachers, pharmacists, doctors, nurses, vaccinators, and what? They're looking the other way? Yeah. Because you think that, because you and I are conspiracy theorists on this, and the thing that what you think wouldn't happen, it's a bit like you say, oh, you know, um, they never landed on the moon. And you say, do you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of people would have to be in on that to make that possible? And you think, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's clearly, you know, I couldn't, you couldn't pull it off. Mm. But the fact that this vaccine is hurting people is now either incontrovertible or so close to incontrovertible that there should be a serious study and a serious look at it. Mm-hmm. And certainly you can't go on oh, safe and effective like we have been for these last few years. And are still we, doing. And still doing because we have the data. Yeah. There's no way if there's a question over the safety of this that that's right it, it, it is extraordinary well think of pike river and all the ink that's been spilt on that all the analysis all the political shenanigans and mm-hmm. newspaper stories well pike river's in terms of death and damage, is small compared to this. Compared to. Mm. And if you, uh, it's not to minimise what happened with Pike River, but it's this idea that if you were there and you could see a Pike River happening, Mm. you'd be expected, if you're working in the mines department or health and safety department or you're working for the Pike River company, and you could see this danger, you'd be expected to call it out. Right. 
And I think Liz Lambert recently said that now the whistleblower has come out. There's a very short window of time for others who are aware of this data, who are still working in the Ministry of Health, come out too, to absolve them of being complicit in the future. Because it will all come out. Truth resonates and it it's it's it sears through everything. So and truth will triumph. I feel anxious not to overstep your reasons for writing. Have we completed that? Because there's a lot of <laughs> complex reasons. No, there's just one other thing I try to do, and that is when you're writing about serious subjects, it's oh, it's always it's always an issue with me. I, I like to be able to help uplift people, you know, not to not to um, make them feel that I've given them a problem that they cannot um, deal with. So I combine the stories with um, two other main components, and <clears throat> that's um, several photos showing the spirit of nature, along with uplifting quotes that always seek to inspire because there's enough darkness. And I always like to provide a solution. You know, like if somebody's reading about, for instance, the serious adverse events of uh, the injections, well, they might not want to read that because, you know, they've ha they might have had to... They may have been forced to have them to keep their job or whatever other skullduggery that was going on at the time. So so I like to present a solution which is nzdsos.com have a, have a clinic that they can call and they can get a, a, a program to help them detox their bodies. And they've called on uh, solutions from overseas experts in all sorts of fields, including cardiac and... And so there is a solution and there is a way for them to help ameliorate whatever it is they may have had and to clean their bodies out. Because, and I think that's a very important component. Because... Because you've got to give people hope. Because part of that human spirit is hope. Absolutely. And part yeah. of that human spirit is working together to overcome extraordinary challenge. Exactly. And um, dark times make for the best people. That's and true I, too. Now, I'm pleased we've covered that off because I felt terrible interrupting you. What? I don't mind. We're having a chat. We're having a vigorous chat, Rodney. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> what was the best thing of this year for you and the worst thing? Um. I was mightily um, disappointed that when the whistleblower information came out, that the government didn't step forward and just say, we are <clears throat> putting a hold on this until we have the chance to do an inquiry. Obviously, they don't have time to start it right now, but at least safeguard people from more damage. No, I mean, look, there's a cardiac arrest in the ICU. You don't say, oh, look, I've just 
got these notes to finish here and then I'll be along. I mean, that's just that's just not done. You see what I mean, Rodney? Yeah. It was shocking because it was just the moment for the new government to shine. Oh, because what a they were opportunity. They weren't responsible for any of this. We'd had Winston Peters, who was in our corner, and it wouldn't have needed to be much. You just need to say, well, look, we're going to be looking at this information. Our best information at this stage is that it is safe and effective, because I guess that's what they're working on. But we're going to be talking to Mr. Young, and we will as a matter of high priority, be getting back to you before Christmas. In the meantime, we're putting everything on hold. None of that would have been hard. Paragraph. Yeah. It would have been greeted with elation. mm, mm. I'm afraid that that didn't happen. makes me feel very, very dark about this coming COVID inquiry. Weary, with an A. Yeah. <laughs> Not weary as in tired, but... No. Well, maybe that too. <laughs> yeah. That was but, a dark... That but, was a very dark thing because it painted a picture that while we had changed government in this respect of the injured and the dead, nothing's changed. Well, and salt in the wound yes. was promoting it, promoting it at Christmas events for children. I mean, even help us. Mental. Now, I mean, what was your, that was your dark moment. What was your high moment? Yeah. Uh, well, certainly the old government going. Oh, I mean that was glory a to God. Uh, it, Oh, that was just wonderful that the old. I mean, I know that people say this is two sides of the same coin and so forth, and I, I hear that and I understand it. But we did need to, at least we put a stop on the therapeutics bill, and we've put a stop on hopefully three waters. I mean, heavens, and. Um, we got we kicked the hate speech bill for touch. That was that was also very very important. Um, but we just need to help this government see that continuing to have a product on the market that is killing and injuring New Zealanders is completely unacceptable, and that has to stop now. Do you think there could be an analysis undertaken? I ask myself this, and data presented that would convince you that it was all okay? No. Absolutely not. Because the funny thing is, I keep an open mind. And I don't do that just for performative reasons, but I always think, well, I'm reading this stuff. I haven't 
I don't understand the data. I don't necessarily understand the analysis. I get it. I have met the people, and I think this is real. But what troubles me, I feel as though I'm sitting in a court case where I've only heard the prosecution. Now, if the defendant comes along and says, I've got nothing to say in my defense, <laughs> other than that yeah. I didn't do it, I do build a picture because that's the situation that we're in, isn't it? The the the, the defense, there's no defense to our prosecution of this issue. And so we're sitting there in the jury saying, well, I've heard a very powerful case against this vaccine, but I haven't heard a defense. And I would but so they, I would so yeah, love to yeah. hear it. The fact that we don't hear it makes me think I'm convinced. But I just think that because Barry Young himself said that he'd love to be proved wrong. Absolutely. We all would. We'd love to be proved wrong. But we doubt it. But well, we don't doubt it. We've had factual evidence yeah. in the form of Grief and bereavements from one end of the country to the other, maimed, beautiful New Zealanders, injured, desperately, desperately um, injured and kicked to the curb by the previous callous, callous government who ignored and, them. And, and as it stands, still in the curb. Right. And that's we have to speak for them because, because they've got enough just trying to make ends meet, not even compensating them. They trusted them. They trusted that previous government. When you look... And, you know, I... Yeah, Carry on. Sorry. Carry on. I was just going to say, I'm not very good. I don't like bullies. I, I, you know, my father always used to say, the bigger they are, Mary, the harder they'll fall. Mm. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> um, when you look out to next year what are you looking forward to in all this respect and in your writings oh well I am I'm dreaming I'm dreaming that that the new government will put a stop put a halt put a hold on this this kill shot and immediately and they will have a proper inquiry that involves key members of um, the international community who have spoken out, professionals, leaders in their field like Asim Maholtra and Dr Peter McCullough um, <clears throat> Dr Mark Bailey Dr. Sam Bailey, um, Dr. Matt Shelton, all these, all these amazing people, and that they will, all of the NZD SOS crew, and others, of course, they can have fours and against, but um, but that, but everything will come out, and there will be a, a beautiful cleansing, because until that happens country can't move on. It's been mortally wounded and it needs 
passion and care and it needs to start here in New Zealand. We need to care for our people that have been terribly injured and those who have been bereaved. And would my be heart a big goes out to all of them. It would be a big start just to be releasing all the data and information. Yes, well, that um, Barry Young's release could have been dealt with. Ministry of Health, they would have all the information information they could have released it to prove him wrong hmm. um, tell but us what you make you wrote your last article I assume it's your last article for the year and it's no it's beautiful. not actually oh really <laughs> aren't you wonderful yes. <laughs> and oh, it's appeared on it. the great daily telegraph and Doctors Speaking Out for Science have reproduced it wonderfully. And it's called A Smoking Gun. And like you say, yes. it's got the beautiful pictures that you've taken. But it's a beautiful article. Tell us about that article. Well, <clears throat> I saw a man with great courage doing something that nobody else had done in that department. And I saw a man who couldn't live with the knowledge he thought he had any longer. And he was asking for an inquiry because every day he delayed, he felt responsible for every death or injury. And as you said, he would have welcomed being proved wrong. He, you know, he worked with Liz and they had the data checked out offshore and it came to the point where he was prepared on a spiritual level to take the consequences because he cared more about the people than his immediate circumstances. And he stood there in that dock, he stood there wearing a T-shirt, one that he'd been arrested in the day before, when eight armed police ransacked his house and he was arrested. And he only had... Didn't, he wasn't armed, he was harmless got back from the shopping mall, he was armed with a dog grill, dog food. There he was the next day in the dock, and he looked so strong and invincible. Now, I looked at that man in that dock, and I thought, that is a man who is at peace with his soul, with him, with his essence. He knew he'd done the right thing. And he was invincible because of it. Mm. And it was the government that were left wanting. I mean, what a heavy-handed approach. Why not just calmly say, well, thank you, Barry. We, we apologise for not getting back to you sooner, which led you to do this, but we'll provide all the data publicly so you can see that you were actually wrong. I'd have done that. And if it was true that he was wrong, that would have been the end of it. 
they didn't, and they haven't. And so this pantomime keeps playing out in the courts. I have and Barry watched, just keeps looking stronger. <laughs> I have watched every interview he's done. Yes. And he has grown in character, character and strength with each interview. Totally. And I came away saying to myself, A, he's not a nut job. B, he's totally trustworthy. C, right. he is a person who's had a high-level access to all sorts of personal data and has never been called into question. That's right. He's not a rabble rouser trying to make a name for himself, going off half-cocked. He has taken a carefully developed career in a very narrow field where everyone would know everyone. Certainly your next employer would know what who your last employer was and would want to know the ins and outs. And he has committed for that career the greatest, I won't say crime because that suggests it's against the law, but the greatest sort of a betrayal of the craft because he's worked in banks, he's worked in health, and he's managed databases. And the key thing to managing a database is, A, you've got to be able to do it, but you've got to be trustworthy. He knew in doing that, he was throwing everything about his life to the wolves. And that it would be doubtful that he could ever work again in that field. That is a man with that at risk and also his demeanour, as you say, and his interviews. That is a man that sincerely believes that his data or the data that he was administering shows the smoking gun, something extremely untoward and that having failed to alert anyone to it within the organisation, he went outside to hell with the cost to him. He did alert someone. He alerted his senior within yes. the yes. department. And they did nothing. No, I think he then got sacked, possibly. Oh, my God. I'm not sure exactly when he got sacked. Yes, and there was a few... I had a, I had a look, and I had a look at the Protected Disclosures Act, and, and there's not meant to be any retaliation for somebody reporting something they're concerned about. No, and I was... When I followed that, I was confused a little bit about the timings. But nonetheless, yes. he is a clever man, when I say clever, intelligent man, a cautious man, a trustworthy man, who clearly, sincerely believes that his data is showing something and that he was prepared to pay a tremendous price to tell us. 
And also the data backs up what we've yes. been seeing anyway. Yes, and we know... NPDSOS have been saying this for years, so has yes. Linda Wharton, um, yes. VFF, um, Free NZ, uh, Liz Gunn, and like so many people, all in the freedom movement have been have been pointing this out, but Barry was different because he came from within. And I don't tend to look at it as a betrayal. I, I tend to look at it as loyalty to the people with whom he's serving. Or oh, yes, he's... Maybe, maybe that yeah. was the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Um, I do know what you mean. Because, yeah. like but you. It, was, um, it, it was the ultimate loyalty to the people of New Zealand to, to bring that out despite all. Well, it's just like Dan Picknell as yes. well, the, uh, the policeman. Yes. Well, tell Asian me, guy. if you are Barry Young, yes. what are you expected to do? No one's explained that to me. I mean, they've all said, oh, yeah, no, he stole the data and he's spread misinformation and all the rest of it. And you say, well, okay, that's your story. But his story is that he was sitting on this data that showed that New Zealanders were dying and they were dying because of the jab. What do you expect him to do with that information? Well, clearly they expected him just to carry on. Yeah, well, well, that's right. Well, honestly, I mean, the other thing it's done that Liz Lambert, the lawyer, said is, as I mentioned, I think, before, it's given, now Now we, we know that there's information there that's pointing a fairly dark picture to a fairly dark picture so therefore um, other people within that department will have exactly the same access to even a wider uh, set of data than his information and they will also know so so surely they're duty bound to um, speak out too Well it's going to make the inquiry this is the thing for next year to me is this inquiry because mm-hmm. it's either going to be a damp squib or it's going to be explosive. And yep. to my mind, the best thing apart from the change of government and Mr. Peters getting into a position of extreme power, the best thing that's happened is the Barry Young release. Because how can you have an inquiry into our COVID response that ignores Barry Young's data. That's right. Because um. you can't, that is going to be the elephant in the room. It's a linchpin. It is the linchpin. I, 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 you can't go into that inquiry and not address it. And you can't address it by saying, oh, he was a thief and he spread misinformation and it's safe and effective. Because that doesn't well, doesn't an inquiry how, how could he have spread misinf- How could he have spread misinformation when it was the Ministry of Health's own data? Uh, of course, but that shows I mean, you, you know, that they have to inquire. Yeah. Into that data, which means understand it and explain what it shows or what it doesn't show, and the inquiry has to explain. 
why Barry is wrong in detail. Or blow the Ministry of Health clean out of the water. Yep. Now, picture this. You're sitting there in this inquiry, Mary. Huh. Mm -hmm. Let me think. I could clear Barry Young and a bunch of crap bots that include you and me. Or I could say, oh, my goodness, Barry was right, and those crackpots, and you torpedo. You you blow up the Ministry of Health. You blow up virtually every government department. I mean, the Ministry of Education, every minute, the Ministry of Corrections, the Ministry of Police, all these departments blow up with a bang if this inquiry discovers that people were being hurt by this vaccine. You blow up the Labour Party, you blow up the Green Party, you blow up the National Party, you blow up the ACT Party. The only party that gets left standing in all of this is New Zealand First because they weren't a party to it. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge thing to report that this vaccine killed 10,000 Kiwis. Or however many it was. Or however many it was. Be terrible if it well, was 20. But you see, but you see, you have to clean a wound. You have to, you have to get rid of the bacteria. You have to heal it from, from, not from the outside, but from the inside out. Yes, and, and we're going to, but we're going to know, we're going to know day one of this new or enlarged or inquiry. Um, we're going to know. Um, immediately with the terms of reference, whether it's any good or not. Yes, well, aren't we? Well, I hope and pray that the new government do do a, an honest, wide-ranging, genuine, genuine inquiry. And you know, I I don't think it'll blow up this government, but I think it will shine the spotlight on what the previous government have done. And yes. I do think that I do think that this is an amazing opportunity for the new government to show that they um, they do want truth and and they will seek to resolve the issues that were the result of the previous government mm. and compensate the injured and look after them and and um, well Chris Luxon could grieved. could redeem himself. There's an old saying in politics that if you can't ride two horses, you've got no business being in the circus or in politics. <laughs> so what um, Mr. Seymour and Mr. Luxon have to do is that they have to jump off one horse and ride another one as part of the show of That's politics. Right. And so they've got and to sit there and say, yeah. you'll forgive them. You'll say, they'll yeah, say, people, oh, my God, yeah. we believe these experts. We believe Jacinda. We believe. Chris Hipkins, we we yeah. we believed all these people. Oh my goodness! It turns out it's not true, and you damn them. 
And they can save face. They've they got can. this opportunity to save face. Yes, and it's like our friends, Especially right? We we will forgive all our friends if they just see us in the African phrase. If they see us and ask us, well, you were a bit, you know, um, it doesn't matter to me now, Rodney, that you didn't get the jab. How wonderful would someone saying that to you be when to them it was their reason for whether they were your friend or not? And then that would be a big part of the healing. And then it's the same with Mr. Luxon. And of course, ultimately, this right. is the question. Because there is it's a... from that that we can build a better tomorrow, you know? Mm. Mm. And, a... and we can build it together. We can build yeah. it together. We, You know, there's been, there's been too much hurt and too much tragedy over the last four years. And we, we are better together. And we need to be free of the shackles of an ever-tightening government with all its laws and you must do this and you must do that and uh, crippling people with taxes and just taking the shackles off. We're, we're free people and we've got to remember that. We what a wonderful place to end. We can't go into agreement. With, Mary? Yeah, with... You have been truly wonderful. Sorry, I'm getting on my hobby horse now, Rodney, but I did want to just say also, Dan Picknell, the former policeman, has been also an amazing shining light coming out. And he's got a fantastic interview that people should listen to. It's on, um, I think it's on Free NZ, Liz Gunn. And what he exposes there is just phenomenal. And he's a brave man. And I think also, uh, I mean, for years, NZDSOS has been, has been there with the truth, unstintingly loyal to the New Zealand people and all the alternative media who, despite ridicule and derision, have stood tall and continue to bring the stories of the people and interview gaslighted experts from here and offshore while being gaslighted themselves, you know? I mean, there's so many amazing and beautiful people in New Zealand. and um, But we need the voices of the listening public out there too. We need you, and we need you, and we need more whistleblowers. We need the public to know the truth. And, um, yeah, so uh, I think we are here to back for our future. The stakes are high, but it is the indomitable human spirit that will triumph over the evil we see. And we need you to help us in any way you can. Thank and you isn't it? my heart to you. Oh, Mary, you're so wonderful. Mary, um, <laughs> on behalf of all the listeners, we wish you and Charlie a very, very good Christmas. We keep Charlie in the background, but people don't realise that he's a very, very accomplished man. And there wouldn't be a, a woman yeah. such as you fall in love with him if he wasn't. 
He's my hero. <laughs> He's, He's my amazing. Hero. And, and I, I'd go gay for and a I, <laughs> He's the sort that of guy. Funny, he, no, but he's the sort of guy that I want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's just amazing. He's staunch, and he's uh, he's you know when you're on the end of a rope on a mountain, he's he's the guy. I got to tell you, but just for um, listeners' sake, honestly, Charlie, I'm going, you know, doing yeah. Charlie is a very very accomplished New Zealand outdoorsman and mountain climber. And yeah, and, and mountain guide, and his bravery and fortitude cannot be questioned. And, He'll be blushing um, at that, Rodney. Well, <laughs> uh, he should because he he's well. He's no need to because it's true. But it really is it's amazing. It's um, I stand in awe of men and women such as him because it's just not something that um, I would have the guts to do. So good, Merry Christmas to you both, and we will be talking in the new year. We've got a very exciting year coming up because RCR and the Freedom Movement achieved a lot heading into this election, and I include in that all the parties that never made it because they had a big impact, because they were talking on the stages, they were talking in the media, they didn't get a lot, but they were speaking out, and the other parties had to be listening to them, and they influenced them, and they influenced the debate. And it's been all these little streams, all these little streams going in to make a big river. And we got that election result. And now next year, yes. we have to help them make it happen. We do. We have high hopes. And we can now talk freely. Because all the things that yes. we've been talking about in hushed tones until RCR came along, and then more loudly when RCR came along, is now part of the national debate. So, you know, the COVID inquiry is a proper inquiry, we hope. And so all the discussions that we're having need to be addressed by this COVID inquiry. Gender, genderism, uh, climate change, all of this now is up for discussion and debate, whereas previously it was verboten. And I'm loving watching the media squirrel and squirm and scream because they're the ones that have most of all been guilty of shutting everything down in New Zealand. Yes, because I'm they delighted could have, that calling them out. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mary, Mary, all the very best. We look forward to your final article for the year. Thank I'll you. keep my and eye pressed for it. Oh, and, yes. And love to you and yours for Christmas too, Rodney. You're an absolute treasure. Well, can you picture this? Christmas is always a special time for family and for friends, but imagine what it is when you become a Christian. It becomes wonderful. Yes. Take care, Mary. I can imagine. That's Reality Check Radio. Real talk, with, real talk with Rodney Hyde. We're talking with Mary Hobbs. Remember, please send me a text 2057. Email me inbox at realitycheck.radio. Merry Christmas to all our listeners and a very, very good new year. And do drop us a line. Thank you for tuning in to Reality Check Radio. Thanks for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. Do you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to? Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. 
or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you, so connect with us today.